What's going on, all my Spotcast members, Breaker members, all my Spotify members or Anchor members? See Jizzle and and Wizzle for another episode. And I think I left off talking about skin conditions. Um, And like I said, I didn't have any skin conditions. Until I got that cyst on my uh, lower tailbone. I mean, yeah, I had the the, uh, itchy patches of darker skin on my thighs that I thought were from chafing. But anyways, you'll, you'll really be amazed at what you can find out when you actually research stuff. And I have a whole certain way that I go about doing it. A lot of people say, oh, well, you can't believe what you hear on the internet, or, oh, you can't self-diagnose yourself, or, oh, you know, whatever. Now, first of all, let me say that I have learned a lot of different things off of the internet. Now, there is a lot of stupid bullcrap that you can find on there, or a lot of misinformation, or Whatever, but there's a lot of useful information you can find on the internet, too. And I don't know when I really started doing this. I don't remember what age I started researching things, but it became a real big thing with me. Um, At my last apartment, and probably the one before that, Facebook was out. It was a thing. Internet was a thing. You know, you could get internet on your phone. Meet Me was a thing. Um, But I still don't really remember really researching too much. And I'm sure my mind was probably going 100. All the time, even back then. You know, I just used to sit there at night time and... My brain would say, well, what about this? Or, what if this happened? Or, you know, is this ever going to happen? You know, non-stop. And there used to be a lot of times whenever I didn't have any medical coverage, or there was times when I couldn't make it to the doctor, or I wanted to know how long it took to boil an egg, you know, (laughs) first starting out. And then from then, it just grew onto me like this, this parasite, you know, I mean, now pretty much every waking moment, if I want to know something, I get online and I, I, I do my research. And a lot of people are like, well, uh, how do you do that? You know, what do you do whenever you research stuff? You just get on there and read something and you say, yeah, it's true. Well, no. You know, unless you're an idiot, which a lot of people nowadays do that, but you get on websites that have viable sources, or you do what I call a multi-check, where you get on three or four or five different websites, and if it says the same thing, it's probably true. I did that a lot whenever I had injuries or was sick, 
and there were even times when I'd take certain medications I might not have even had a prescription for, and I had to do my research on those things before I could take them. And I had to know if there's any serious interactions. Whenever I researched this high blood pressure medicine that I've been taking, um, it said there were 400 serious side effects. 400 serious side effects that could happen. And then it had like other minor reactions, you know. Uh, but anyways, at a certain time, like I said, when I was going through that chest injury, I said, should I take it? You know, my, my blood pressure was sky high, and the risk outweighed the, the opposite. You know what I mean? I said, yes, I probably should. You know, and that was, it was up to me. You know, only you are really going to believe what you read and think what you think and, you know. So I thought at the time and believed that it would be ideal for me to try this drug. And if I had any adverse reactions to it, then I would stop taking it. And for like the first week, <clears throat> it said that you could drink with this drug, but until you know how it affects you, you should wait for a week until it builds up in your system. And basically, I still don't really know a whole lot about the drug itself and how it interacts in the body, except for it opens up your blood vessels and arteries, makes it a little bit easier for your beat, your heart to beat, and it reduces your blood pressure in that aspect but it's also a diuretic I didn't know that until my co-worker that told me to take it he told me it was a diuretic I was drinking coffee and taking this and using other diuretics like drinking beer you know and it was dehydrating me I wasn't taking in enough fluids but I was pissing out a lot of fluids you know But, I had a very viable source that said he had been taking it for 18 years, and it was perfect. It was one of the cheapest, most effective blood pressure drugs that were on the market. So I did my research. You know, he told me what kind of drug it was. It's Ramapril. Told me that the blue ones were 10 milligrams and the red ones were 5, you know. And he ordered me a blood pressure cuff off of Amazon, a rechargeable one that's pretty reliable. And for like 20 or 30 bucks, it was cheap. And there for the longest time, I can remember not just going through the chest injury and everything, but chest pains, shortness of breath, um, discomfort, just trying to get comfortable at night. But I also remembered my, my blood pressure and my heart rate was just crazy. And there would be certain nights where I would take my blood pressure like four times in a night or more. 
to where I was getting like busted blood vessels in my arm from being on this new blood pressure medicine. It would thin out your blood and it would open up all your capillaries and veins. So you'd get these bruises sometimes, these little red speckles from taking your blood pressure too much and it had bursted all the capillaries, you know. And, uh, so anyways, I didn't go to a doctor then, and I prescribed myself a medication, and it worked. And it's been working ever since, just fine. Been doing wonders. I haven't been taking it for, like, the past few days. I don't, you know, know why, I just kind of stopped taking it. When I was over at my mom's, I was drinking, and I didn't take it tonight either. But, anywho, I took the risk, I tried it, it worked perfectly, um, and it was the same thing with my chest injury too. There was times whenever I thought I might have to go to the emergency room, but I dealt with it the best way that I could, and um, kind of put my trust in God, and I turned out just fine. Um, and I didn't owe thousands of dollars in medical debt, so if I had to do it all over again, I'd do it the same exact way, you know, there's nothing I would change about it except I would be more careful <laughs> when being tipsy and there's a big patch of ice on your balcony. Oh, it was terrible. That was probably one of the worst pains that I've had. Besides, uh, my broken collarbone. Oh, there's a bat up here. I can hear him. He's chirping and squeaking. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a bat outside. Definitely. I can hear him chirping. Crazy. If I have to fight off another bat again, I'm going to end up moving out of here. Keep stomping. But I don't think it's really helping.
I think he's in this gutter. I think so. Tell. Huh. I know he's in there though. fact that I know there's a bat staying here again even though I've got the uh, thing inside the house I don't know He seems like he's in the gutter. I don't know. All I know is if I go inside and he's inside my apartment, <laughs> me and the landlord are going to go round and round. feel about staying here. I've got that device inside that's supposed to keep them out, but I don't know if that's going to be effective or not. I said it's about 3 in the morning and it happened at 2.30 the last time so it seems like that's about the time they like to come back I think I need to get a hold of the landlord and tell him that he needs to come back and exterminate all these bats
because ultimately they're not gone. They're still coming back. So I guess I'm going to end this podcast right now and try and get a hold of my mom. Probably going to go stay over there again. Figure out what I'm going to do next. I might make another podcast later, but until the next one, it was real, it was fun, but it wasn't real fun. See Jizzle signing off.